Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. Ow! They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you gonna spring us? I have no idea. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. <clears throat> My destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Ah! Oh, God, is this really happening? This is gonna take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. One, two, three. We may be trapped. Total concentration. Safety. Uh, yeah. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. On the reflexes. Welcome, welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerd Show. My name is Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. Happy New Year. 
it's 2019 sounds dead futuristic doesn't it the year is 2019 um i hope you had a great christmas um i was trying to get another episode in before christmas but i just didn't have time it was absolutely manic and really really busy so apologies i didn't get time for that extra episode that I promised and then I had a bit of a break over the Christmas and the new year but now I'm back so I hope you had a fab Christmas I hope you had a fab new year I hope 2019 is going to be good to you I've got a good feeling about this year there's loads of stuff coming up for us geeks this year isn't there um, and, and for me in particular I've got a few things in the pipeline which I just want to mention if I may before I get into the main part of this episode which is about big trouble in little China so the first thing I just want to quickly mention is I'll be starting up a new podcast very soon. I'll be doing it in conjunction with this one. I'll still be doing this, uh, but I'll be doing another podcast, and that is a Star Wars podcast called Journals of the Jedi, a Star Wars podcast. And very quick, interesting story. I asked Mark Hamill on Twitter, what should I call my new Star Wars podcast thinking he wouldn't reply although having said that he is pretty good at acknowledging you on twitter he's acknowledged me a few times um but to my surprise he replied and he said first thing that sprung to his mind was jedi journals however there's already a podcast called jedi journals so i couldn't do that but i didn't want to lose being able to say mark hamill named my podcast because that's pretty cool so i modified it to um journals of the jedi so he's still kind of named it so i'm busy recording that now i'm just trying to get the feel of it right and then i'll be coming out with that uh pretty soon hopefully the next thing is um i am involved with a charity here in scotland called chas and it uh, chas stands for children's hospices across scotland and what chas do they care and um support children and their families um, uh, the, the children with life-shortening conditions and they're doing some fantastic um, things for these kids um, looking after them, supporting them I was at um, a, a Christmas party just before Christmas and I met some of the kids and uh, they had a great time the party was absolutely fab and it was good to see them all having such a great time um, and I had a great time as well and I was really pleased to be asked and I, I put some stuff, some photos on uh, my Twitter page at Geeky Retro Nerds. But what's happening this year is um, obviously they need a lot of help, Chaz, in being able to do the things that they do. So they do a lot of fundraising. And one of the things uh, that they do with the fundraising, uh, for fundraising, is an event called Capital Sci Fi Con. And it's a not for profit um, comic con, which is in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Corn Exchange in February and uh, I'm involved I'm going to be helping out uh, might be doing some podcasting some live tweeting and what have you but essentially it's to raise funds for Chaz to help them do the wonderful wonderful things that they do so I'm going to start talking about that as well very shortly I'm going to I'm going to podcast about that as well so that's coming so stay tuned for that and also linked into this episode, I've just set up yesterday uh, a public screening of Big Trouble in Little China. And this is on the 22nd of February um, in Edinburgh. It's at the View Cinema, um, Edinburgh Omni Centre. 
on the 22nd of February. Starts at 7 o'clock. And I need to sell some tickets <laughs> to come. It's all set up. But you need to sell tickets to confirm the event um, and the venue. So I only kicked it off yesterday. I've already sold a few. Uh, I need to sell at least 77. So um, check it out on my Twitter. There's a link on my pinned tweet on Twitter. Uh, it, it's through our screen. So if you go to the our screen website and search for Edinburgh Omni or any cinema show in Big Trouble in Little China, mine's the one. Well, it's Geeky Retro Nerd Show who's hosting it. So check it out there. Um, and hopefully, if you're in Scotland, in or around Edinburgh, hopefully I'll see you there. So anyway, back to this episode, Big Trouble in Little China. I absolutely love Big Trouble in Little China. And that trailer at the start there is brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's one of the most quotable movies, I think, of the 80s. Jack Burton is a tremendous character. And even in that trailer at the start there, that's a brilliant, so absolutely brilliant quotes. Uh, and I put a thing out on Twitter asking what Jack Burton's best quotes are. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to do a top five Jack Burton quotes. So hang around to the end for that because it's difficult to get it down to five quotes, isn't it? Because he's there's so many brilliant quotes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've, I've actually, I, I tell you what, I'll tell you how much I love Big Trouble in Little China. When I was in... Um, San Francisco, I think in 2015, um, I went to Chinatown to see if I could see some of the filming locations used in Big Trouble in Little China. Now, there's not that many used actually in Chinatown in San Francisco, but there is a couple, um, particularly when they when Jack Burton and Wang Chi are, are chasing the Lords of Death at the start of the movie and they're driving the pork chop express through Chinatown um I, I went <laughs> I went looking for those I went to see if I could see what I could see in the movie you know what with a little bit of help from Google I did uh, I worked out and it still looks exactly the same actually to be honest um there's not there's not that much different the, the shops and everything uh are, are exactly the same as what they were then so so I, I did that that's how much my wife wasn't very pleased um because i dragged her around with us um but yeah i did that and it was great uh to see all that kind of stuff that's how much i love big trouble in little china wait a minute hey don't what? Lords of Death, street gang, punks from Chinatown. This isn't good. What are they doing here? So once again, I have some reference material for this. And in this case, it is... Uh, I hope you know by now, if you're a regular lis regular listener, uh, I have a lot of books that help me out here. Although I know the movies pretty well, I always find out some stuff that I didn't know and some interesting piece bits and pieces um, from the various books that I have. And I have a book uh, about uh, the official making of Big Trouble in Little China, and it's by Tara Bennett and Paul Terry. And it has a foreword by John Carpenter and an afterword by Kurt Russell. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's got it's got some excellent behind-the-scenes photos in it. 
and as, as you probably already know, this is a John Carpenter movie. And I think, personally, it's John Carpenter's best film. The thing's pretty high, but this is his best, John Carpenter's best film by uh, a good margin, I would say. And the foreword in the book is really funny, and I'm going to read it out here. So this is what he says. When Big Trouble in Little China came out, it tanked. Uh, and <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it, that it tanked? It's such a good film. Um, I, th- I think the, the sort of resurgence of VHS... Um, or the film's resurgence was due to VHS and DVDs. Um, but anyway, audiences weren't ready for it, but I had seen, um, but I had been a fan of Kung Fu films for a long time. So when I read the script, it had that charm to it and, and an innocence. When I gave the studio the finished film, they were in shock because they wanted Raiders of the Lost Ark with an Asian theme. <laughs> I mean, Imagine, imagine being in the studio and you're expecting a an Asian themed Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you sit down to watch this. At the end, there must have been what the hell have I just watched? This isn't Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's nothing like it. Uh, he goes on to say, "It wasn't what I made. No, <laughs> you don't say. But I love the movie, and so do I, John, and, and plenty other people love the movie." Looking at Big Trouble in Little China 30 years later, so I think, so this was released in 1986, so we are nearly 33 years later now. This book came out on its 30th anniversary in 2016. Looking at Big Trouble in Little China 30 years later, it's clear that the detail and imagination that went into this movie came from a love of Chinese martial arts fantasies. And at that time, in the sort of mid 80s, there was a, there was a love of martial arts, wasn't there? I remember being a kid loving sort of like martial arts karate everybody wanted to do karate didn't they everybody wanted to go and learn karate and it, i suppose it was mostly off the back of karate kids and I, I can remember when i was a kid my mom took us to karate well it was meant to be karate um she ended up taking us on the wrong night uh and the and gymnastics was on so i ended up i ended up doing gymnastics i was pretty good if i do say so myself so my intention was to go to karate but i ended up in bloody gymnastics because my mom took us on the wrong night anyway yeah so that's so there's a real passion wasn't that at that time for martial arts and um, it goes on to say uh, the film's jam-packed with stuff chinese mysticism comedy monsters and lots and lots of action it was the first american-made kung fu movie with real kung fu Nowadays, people bring up big trouble all the time, and it's 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 there's a huge love of this movie. Whenever I put something on Twitter about big trouble in little China, I always get a fantastic response, uh, more so than most other things, apart from Star Wars that I tweet about. I always get there's a huge interest in this movie, and that's why I'm trying to get it. Well, I, I've set up the screening in Edinburgh, so hopefully people come and watch it. Um, and still to this day it's one of my proudest moments as a director I just hope that when you're reading this book you get a sense of the spirit and the fun we had making this movie because that's what it was all about it was just fun and it's good to remember there's a little bit of Jack Burton in all of us Big Trouble in Little China is my 11th film as a director and it is a action adventure comedy kung fu ghost story monster movie everything you can imagine so even though the film tanked in 1986 
somehow Kurt Russell's character Jack Burton has um, managed to become one of the most iconic characters, uh, certainly of the 80s, if not ever. You know, I, I don't think there's anybody that hasn't heard of Jack Burton. Uh, there's a really good section in this book about Jack Burton. And uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's an excerpt from the um, screenplay here. And what it says is, in, in, at the start of the movie, the introduction to Jack. And obviously he's in his cab at the Porkchop Express. And it says, a truly unusual person. Up here running the whole show, yapping into his CB. And he is, isn't he? He's, he's, he's yapping away into his CB. He'd be, good. He'd be a good podcaster, wouldn't he? <laughs> He'd be pretty good at podcasting, uh, drinking coffee, scarfing down a customised beer ham sandwich on a monster roll. Jack Burton, they call him, when they're not calling him more trouble than he's worth. And it's an excellent intro to him at the beginning of the movie, isn't it? It gives you a good vibe of, of who he is and what, what he's all about. And and what it, what it says in the book is, what really sets him apart from the protagonists in the pack is that Burton isn't the hero of his of his own adventure. He's actually the goofy sidekick who's completely overwhelmed trying to navigate the mysteries of San Francisco's Chinatown. So he just sort of, he, he bumbles his way through this whole thing, doesn't he? He hasn't got a clue what's going on. Um, he, he's, he's a very reluctant hero, isn't he? Wang Chi uh, holds his hand a lot <laughs> throughout this whole adventure. It's hilarious. Uh, and and to balance his sort of brash, gobby, clueless character out is um, the fantastic uh, Wang Chi, played by Dennis Dunn, who also has something to fight for in this movie. Um, his fiance, which is a bit more <laughs> important than Jack's truck, but it, but he's a great sort of balance to Jack's character, I think, because um, you've you've got the, the the brash character of Kurt Russell's Jack Burton, but with Wang Chi, he's 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 the he's the hero actually, isn't he? He's he's more heroic. He's only got one speed, balls out. You know, at the at the start, we're saying willing to gamble everything on whether or not he can slice a bottle in half. <laughs> when they're playing that game at the start, he he he's at the forefront of all the battles and the fights, while Jack sort of skulking a little bit in the background. So so he's the hero in this movie, Wang Chi, not Jack Burton. And the two of them together, I think, make a, one of the great partnerships uh, of in in eighties movies. This story takes place at modern day times in a big city in the United States, and. What we do with the audience is start them in reality and slowly take them into the fantasy. So one of the best scenes in this movie has got to be towards the beginning um, when Jack and Wang Chi are chasing the Lords of Death and they go into the alley, uh, which is a set, by the way, I was disappointed to find. Uh, when I mentioned before I was in San Francisco, Chinatown, and I found the little alley that they turn into on the, in the Pork Chop Express. And in the film, when they go into that alleyway, it sort of opens up, doesn't it? And the old lady's sitting, cutting something up. Um, and, it, and it sort of opens up into a larger area. In real life, it, it's not like that at all. It's just a tiny little alleyway and that's it. Uh, which you couldn't even get a truck down, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but that, that, obviously that was a set that they built uh, for the movie. But anyway, um, when they go into that alleyway, one of the best scenes happens here, doesn't it? It's the, the Chang Sings versus the Wing Kongs. And it's a brilliant scene for a couple of reasons. Uh, first reason is because we get this brilliant 
uh, kung fu fight scene, don't we? The, there's a funeral going on, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, and Jack doesn't know what the hell is going on. They're all they're all kicking seven bells out of each other. Jack's clutching his knife. <laughs> Say, what what's a knife going to do in this fight, uh, Jack? But yeah, they're knocking seven bells out of each other, and we get this excellent uh, fight scene. You know, with the kung fu and they're, they're throwing each other all over the shop. So that's brilliant to start off with. You know, you're fully invested in this to say, oh, yes, right. Now we're getting down to business. And then we get the three storms. The three storms make an entrance and it's like, wow. So they're all quite happily knocking the shit of each other. Then there's a big explosion. And first of all, thunder appears. And you're like, what the hell? Who's, you're watching this as a kid. You're like, oh, cool. Who's this guy? Who's that? And then another one comes along, and it's rain. And then the third one comes along, lightning. So in the clip earlier, John Carpenter says, you know, we, we start off in reality and we slowly start heading into fantasy. And in that scene with the three storms, it's like, right, we're in, we're in fantasy now. You know, it, it starts off, you know, pretty realistic. The the, the, the fight scene, that, that's pretty realistic, uh, I think. <laughs> and then when these three storms come out of nowhere with the baskets on their heads like right okay we're, we're into the fantasy now and watching that as a child as an impressionable child it's it was so cool wasn't it just watching it you know they, they looked great that their outfits are superb but they had these powers as well and then they whip out these um weapons and then just start slaughtering everybody <laughs> watching that as a child that's exactly what you want as a young kid but there are just so many brilliant characters in this movie, isn't there? Lopan, David Lopan, the basket case on wheels, the mysterious David Lopan of the Wing Kong Exchange, uh, Gracie Law, Miao Yin, um, what's the guy called? Eddie. You know, there's, there's some fantastic characters in this film. I wish I could go on forever, but I'm, I'm going to go to the top five Jack Burton quote because i wanted that to be the main the main part of this podcast but i've i've droned on a bit but i'm going to cut the chase uh, the top five jack burton quotes so here we go number five son of a bitch must pay so jack takes wang chi to the airport to pick up his fiancee uh, miao yin while they're Jack meets Gracie Law and the Lords of Death. The Lords of Death take um, Miao Yin away as hostage and Jack and Wang take chase after the Lords of Death. And they go down and the, the, into the car parking area and the Lords of Death are steaming towards them, nearly knock them over and Jack comes out with that classic line. Brilliant. Number four is this. 
How do you do, ma'am? Henry Swanson's my name, and excitement's my game. Cash your charge? Oh, gosh, cash, I guess. I mean, it's not deductible, is it? <laughs> so that's from when Jack is trying to infiltrate the white tiger and takes on his uh, alter ego, Henry Swanson. <laughs> and there's another great line in that, actually, that cracks me up every time when he's with the girl and the girl asks him to take his tie off. He says, yeah, I know what you mean. My wife gave us it for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, so, number three, next. Here we are. Here's number three. What? I'm supposed to buy this shit? 2,000 years and he can't find one broad to fit the bill? Come on, Dave. You must be doing something seriously wrong. <laughs> he's only known Lopan for uh, two minutes and already he's calling him Dave. <laughs> uh, number two is this one. Not so fast, gentlemen. Oh, is it too much to ask, Thunder? Kill him for me! Won't solve anything, Dave. Many people around here been dropping like flies already, and where's that getting us, huh? Nowhere, fast. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. Old Jack always says, what the hell? I love it. And <laughs> Thunder says, who? And Jack's like, Jack Burton, me. <laughs> so that was number two, an absolute belter there. So what could possibly be number one? Let's find out. Here we go. When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks at crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. So there you have it. According to the little poll I did on Twitter, Jack Burton's number one uh, quote is, have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. <laughs> Absolute classic. So that brings me to the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks once again for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China is one of my absolute most favourite movies don't forget if you well if you can get to Edinburgh on the 22nd of February I'm hosting a screening of Big Trouble in Little China at the View Cinema in Edinburgh at the Omni Centre uh, the tickets are on the Our Screen website and if you go on my Twitter page um, and my Facebook page I have an event on Facebook and I have a pinned post on Twitter Geeky Retro Nerds you can get tickets, and the tickets are only five ninety nine, um, and I don't make anything from it. By the way, it's purely just to get it on the big screen, and we can all have a good night. So I hope to see you there. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just $149.99. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools, now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12 19
Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa full synthetic oil and a platinum filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last, offer ends 12 15, 19.